0: This is Dr. Ed Hill, host of This Week in the Word, where we grow in our knowledge of the Word of God and in our walk with Christ. I'm so pleased that you joined us on our podcast today. We're in a series from the Gospel of John called Behold Your God. I've mentioned before, but I want to stress again today that the Holy Spirit inspired the Apostle John to write this gospel about Jesus Christ, and in the Gospel of John, the word believe, the idea of believe, belief, to have faith in, that, that kind of idea, depending on how you uh, divide it up and which words you're looking for, that idea, that word appears in the Gospel of John from 43 times to 87 times. I think we're about to get a clue here that the whole point of the Gospel of John is to give us enough evidence to believe in Jesus Christ as being God come in human form, the perfect God-man, the Christ, the Messiah, the Savior of all who put their faith in Him. That's what the Gospel of John is about. And the title of our message today, our episode today from John chapter 10, is, The Lord is my shepherd. Is he yours? And that's my question to you today. Maybe he is, and this episode will build you up in your faith and in your living for the Lord. But there may be some of you listening today that as you listen You may realize that this Jesus presented in the Gospel of John is not your shepherd, but as you come to hear about him, you will want to have him as your shepherd. You want to know him that way. Well, let's go to John chapter 10, and I'm going to give a little context here, especially if you've just joined us for the first time. A couple of weeks ago, we went through John chapter 8, and we saw that Jesus Christ proclaimed himself to be the light of the world. He did that at Hanukkah in Jerusalem, the Feast of Lights. And there was a massive menorah, a candlestick, that illuminated the temple area, and it was no doubt in front of this, that Christ proclaimed himself to be the light of the world, the light that Israel needed, and in fact, all of the world needs. I believe as you look back at John 8, and then into John chapter 9, and again here in John chapter 10, all of these chapters, I believe, occur in the same context of time during the Feast of Lights, or the Feast of Dedication, Hanukkah. So, let's go right to John chapter 10, and let's begin at the beginning. Always a great place to start. John chapter 10, Jesus is speaking here. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. So the Lord gives them a a story by which they may make a a comparison with spiritual realities. Now it was a story that they were probably very familiar with. Sheep require very little water compared to other animals. They can feed off a of next to nothing, and that's a perfect environment in Israel to raise sheep in. And I believe the picture we have here is where there's a sheepfold with more than one flock and each flock has its own shepherd. And so Jesus gives the parable of him being the shepherd of the sheep. He goes to that sheepfold. The person in charge of the door opens to him and that shepherd calls only his own flock out of that fold. Now there may be two or three or more different flocks in there. But here's the thing. The sheep that are his will hear his voice as their shepherd, and those sheep only will follow him out of the fold, and then he leads them forward. And this is not like some big mystery to the people he told this to. They all probably said, well, yeah, that's the way it always is. And he was making the point that if you belong to me, you should recognize my voice. I am the shepherd of the sheep, and if you're one of my sheep, you will understand what I'm saying to you. Well, let's go further, because we saw there in the sixth verse, they still didn't get it. So Let's go to verse 7 in John 10. Then said Jesus unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Now, the Lord says here very clearly that every person that has come in human history promising to be the savior of mankind, they're all frauds and fakes. All of them. Every one of them. Every world religious leader that you can think of that claimed to be God or that people should follow him like he was a God, Jesus Christ dismisses them completely. So you can get rid of Buddha, you can get rid of any other religious leader that claimed to be the way to God, they're all false. Jesus Christ makes an exclusive truth claim to be the only way to be saved. I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. That is, those who truly sought the Lord, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. And notice it's the door, not a door or one of many doors. I am the door. I am the door of the sheep. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Jesus Christ is the only one in human history to whom we may come and be saved. Now, he's not discounting Moses and the prophets who gave us the word of God because they were not claiming to be God or to be in the place of God. So he's not talking about them, but he's talking about anyone who would arise and say, if you follow what I teach you, you will be saved, you will, um, you know, I'm God, trust me. He says anyone else ever before him or after him that would make that claim, he calls them robbers and thieves. Now think of the analogies he's using here, the parables, the, the stories, the illustrations he's using. The true shepherd does not have to tunnel his way into the sheepfold or throw up a ladder and climb over the wall or break through the wall. He, he, in the first parable, he simply uses the door of that sheepfold. And the second thing he says here, the second illustration, he says, he puts it a different way. He says, I am the door. If you're going to get into the fold, it's through me. And if you're going to go out to pasture, it's through me. So Jesus Christ is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. But I'm asking you as you listen today, is he your shepherd? We see in Hebrews 13:20, later in the New Testament, the writer of Hebrews calls him the great shepherd, of the sheep, So Jesus Christ is doing everything possible to make sure that no one misses that he is the, not only the shepherd of the sheep, but the door of the sheep. Now he goes on in verse 10 and he says, The thief cometh not, but to, for to, let me reread that, I'm sorry. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Now, he's going to give a third way of explaining who he is right here in verse 11. John 10, verse 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Now, if you go back into the Old Testament, there are several places where a good shepherd and an evil shepherd are contrasted. And the Lord here is saying, I am the good shepherd that the Old Testament spoke of. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is in hireling, and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming, and leaveth the sheep, and fleeth, and the wolf catcheth them, and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth, because he is a hireling, and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep and am known of mine. Visitors to the Middle East, even today, will bear witness to the fact that a shepherd leads his flock and the flock pays attention only to him. It simply is an amazing thing. It's the way God made sheep. Now, sheep need a shepherd, and they don't just need any shepherd, they need the good shepherd. Look at verse 14. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have which are not of this fold. Now I believe here he's speaking of the fact that the people believing in him at this point, like his. 11 of the 12 disciples and so on were Jewish people. So there were, uh, there were the Jewish people within this fold, but now he speaks about the fact that there's going to be non-Jewish people in this fold, Gentiles. I'm very happy about that because I am a Gentile. I, I don't think I have an ounce of Jewish blood in my body. So I'm glad that there's one fold and I get to be part of it and other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. Now, I want to really hammer home a very important thing here as Christ begins openly to point to his death, burial, and resurrection. And by the way, as I read the Gospel of John, it is only a few weeks away. Because when we leave John chapter 10 and go to John 11, we we get closer and closer within days of what we call the Passion Week, where Christ enters into Jerusalem, presents Himself as their King, is rejected, crucified, dead, and resurrected on the third day. And He is clearly pointing to this, but I want to make one thing very clear which he makes clear right here. Jesus was not murdered in the sense that we often think of that as a good individual who was trying to do good and then he was unjustly murdered. Now that's true, but the point I'm making here is it was not unplanned. Jesus knew exactly what was going to happen. He knew how it would happen. He knew when it would happen, who would make it happen, why it would happen, and what would happen after all of that had occurred. He is not a, let me put it this way, he is not a victim here. He is clearly the victor. And he raised himself from the dead on the third day. We often speak of it in terms of the father raising him, which, you know, this gets hard to understand on a human level. That's true, but here he clearly says, I have the power to raise myself again, and I receive this commandment from my father. Now, in a moment, we're going to see that he claims essential oneness with the father that he is God himself so he's making this so clear how can anyone miss it and yet many did and many still will look at verse 19 there was a division therefore again among the Jews for these sayings and many of them said, He hath a devil and is mad. Why hear ye him? Others said, These are not the words of him that hath a devil. Can a devil open the eyes of the blind? Oh, Amen. And it was at Jerusalem, the feast of the dedication, and it was winter. So it was not only cold, temperature-wise, but it was pretty cold spiritually here among many he was speaking to. And by the way, none of this is anti-Jewish, by the way, because everyone in this chapter is Jewish. Everyone. The rulers, Jesus, the disciples, the people watching all of this being said and done. So, but there was a division among the Jewish people and even among the rulership, of the temple as well. So we see, let's read that again, verse 22. And it was at Jerusalem, the Feast of the Dedication, and it was winter, and Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. So this was at what we call today Hanukkah, the Feast of Lights. He has already proclaimed himself to be the light of the world. If you're in darkness and you need light, it's Jesus and if you feel like a lost sheep in a terrible world in which we live and you need a shepherd, it's Jesus. If you need the shepherd of the sheep and the door of the sheep, that how do you, how do you get saved? It's Jesus. And if you need a good shepherd, it's Jesus. And he's clearly proclaiming this here even today, even this moment spiritually, through His words in the New Testament, in the Gospel of John, in chapter 10, that you today, right now, would hear Him say, He wants to be your shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Is He your shepherd? Verse 24, Then came the Jews round about Him and said unto Him, How long dost thou make us doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. And I want to say here, good night, folks. How clear could it be? But I want you to know that if if you were not yet a Christian, one of the biggest reasons that you are not, in addition to the fact that you were a sinner, just like all of us were born that way, but one of the biggest reasons you remain unsaved and in your sin is you are spiritually blind and you have an enemy Satan, Lucifer, the devil the enemy of God from from uh, from creation Lucifer, Satan the devil is the God of this world, and he is blinding your eyes to Jesus. And i got to tell you, folks, right here in verse 24, I'm thinking, how totally blind can you be than these particular people were that said, how long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. It's so clear. How can they not see it? and yet many did not see it. Verse 25, Jesus answered them, I told you, and ye believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. For example, healing the man born from the blind within this section of John 8-10. through 10. He had healed people of uh, just everything you can imagine. And I believe, if my gospel chronologies are correct, that in the gospels, the other gospels, by this point, he has already raised, uh, and I'm just doing this for memory, I believe a couple of people from the dead already. What in the world do you have to see or be told to not realize Jesus Christ is God and He is your only hope if you are not yet a Christian? If you are a Christian, you should be rejoicing right about now because this Lord is your shepherd. Say Amen. Amen. Verse 26. But ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. Now, that's something for you to think about here, friends. If you know that you're not yet a Christian, you're all involved in another religion, or you religiously follow atheism, (laughs) what an oxymoron Uh, statement that is you know but yet most atheists are very religious about it (laughs) it's weird isn't it but the reason that you're trusting another religion trusting yourself your inner self and all this kind of crazy stuff in the new age movement or you're into occultism and you're trusting satan or you think there is no god you're your own god and you know, there there is no God to trust and all of that. Listen, Jesus tells another reason right here, (laughs) the biggest reason, why you're not a believer in him yet. Verse 26, But ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My father, which gave them me, is greater than all and no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. I and my father are one. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, Many good works have I showed you from my Father, for which of those works do ye stone me? The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy, and because that thou, being a man, makest thyself God. "'Jesus answered them, "'Is it not written in your law? "'I said, ye are gods. "'If he called them gods,' says little G, by the way, "'if he called them gods unto whom the word of God came "'and the scripture cannot be broken, "'say ye of him whom the Father hath sanctified "'and sent into the world, "'Thou blasphemest because I said, "'I am the Son of God?' If I do not the works of my Father, believe me not. But if I do, though ye believe not me, believe the works, that ye may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. Therefore they sought again to take him. But he escaped out of their hand and went away again beyond Jordan into the place where John at first baptized, and there he abode. And many resorted unto him and said, John did no miracle, but all things that John spake of this man were true, and many believed on him there. You know, Jesus Christ could not have made this any plainer. And you have to hear this in the mindset of the, the first century A.D. Jewish religious listener. To, acclaim, to claim oneness with the Father, it equaled only one thing to those that heard it. He's claiming to be God who is equal with God. And the proof that that's how they heard that is they, they said it. <laughs> they said it. They said, because you're claiming to be God is, is why we want to stone you. Pelt him with rocks until he was dead. One of the biggest reasons that people do not Believe. let's say that it might be you or a loved one of yours or a friend of yours, that they don't yet believe in Jesus Christ is because they are not hearing the voice of Jesus because they are not among his sheep. Now, there's only one way to change that. You have to be born again. This is something that God does for you when you trust Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. And he'll help you do that. And you become one of his sheep. And then you will be able to say, the Lord is my shepherd. Wow. I want you to be able to say that too with me. Now, he's not my shepherd because I'm so good. It's because I realize a very important truth. And this is true in in the you know in the world with people who raise sheep, and it's true spiritually. Sheep need a shepherd. And sheep are hopeless without a shepherd. And we don't just need any shepherd, we need the good shepherd, that great shepherd of the sheep, the door of the sheep, the good shepherd jesus christ have you given your life to christ you know in the old testament in many places but here's just four psalm 79 psalm 80 psalm 95 in ezekiel 34 especially verse 1 the lord uh, presents himself as the shepherd of israel In the Old Testament, he presents himself that way many times. In ancient antiquity, now listen to what I'm saying. Wrap your hearts and minds around what I'm about to say right here. The kings of antiquity, from Egypt to Babylon, even to Greece, often carried a shepherd's crook. That's, you know, one of those poles with the little loop at the top that you could grab a a sheep by the neck and guide it back where it needs to be. A shepherd's crook, it's called. The kings of ancient antiquity were considered to be those who shepherded or pastured their people. When Jesus claims to be the good shepherd, he is saying that everything the world is looking for and political leaders and religious leaders and spirituality and all of that, everything the world seeks, it's seeking in the wrong place. I'm telling you, if you're looking for peace from Washington, D.C., you're going to be in turmoil 24-7, 365. I don't care who's in office. Listen, you need Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep, the good shepherd, the door of the sheep. You need him as your Savior and Lord. And if you're already one who belongs to his fold, you and I, need to listen to His voice in the Word of God and let Him lead us by His Spirit as we pay attention to and follow the Word of God. And we need to help others come to this same place of hearing the shepherd's voice that they might be saved as well. Well, as I started out, I mentioned that the whole point of the Gospel of John is to believe in Jesus Christ as being God and our Savior, our only hope. And we see him here presented not only as as he has in 8 through 10 as the light of the world, but also the good shepherd, the door of the sheep. And I hope you will trust him today that you also might have eternal life. Well, I thank you for listening to our podcast today. It's been my joy and my pleasure to share this wonderful chapter with you. Now, next week in John 11, we're going to see the exciting story of the raising of Lazarus. I think I have my chapters right. And, and we are getting just within days of the Passion Week all that happens there—the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ—but the the biggest chunk of the Gospel of John, uh, a large chunk of the Gospel of John, beginning around uh, you know 11, 12, 13, right in there in that time frame, is devoted to showing how Jesus Christ gave him lie gave his lie that we might be saved. And He rose again on the third day to show that He is our God and Savior and He can take us to heaven with Him. It's going to be great, my friends. I want you to do something to help me and help many others. I would like you to share this podcast. There should be a way on the app you're listening uh, on this with to email this to others who need to hear this message maybe Christians who are discouraged or those you would like to see become Christians. Just follow the instructions on the app and share this with someone else today. And you can tell them that they can always find this at www.dredhill.podbean.com. There's no period after the DR. www.dredhill.com p-o-d-b-a-n dot com it's this week in the word but it's hosted at dredhill.podbean.com. dot com many of you would like to have a way to share the gospel of Christ with people that might be more indirect than you sharing it personally you can have people call eight 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 five three seven. 8720. One more time, 888 537 8720. And you or a friend or co worker of yours can talk with someone about Jesus Christ, what it means to become a Christian, and what it means after that to be a follower of Christ. It's all free information. Well, again, please do what you can do. To share this with other people, as everybody needs a good shepherd. Everybody needs to be able to say, The Lord is my shepherd.